Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Space Witch podcast. Um, it is so nice to be here. As always, I'm so happy and so grateful that I get to be here with you guys this week and every week. This week is interesting because I'm trying something out. I'm doing something a little bit different. I finally have the setup to record videos for YouTube. So this episode today is also going to be uh, recorded um, and hopefully uploaded to YouTube. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you guys can actually kind of see me in my face. Um, we're still kind of working on the lighting situation, FYI, and trying to get that under control. Um, and you guys can actually see my light a little bit. We're still working on that, but that's okay. Um, sometimes, you know, you just have to make or wait, what's that saying? Progress, not perfection. Sometimes you just have to take imperfect action and just show up as you are. We're all just doing our best in any given moment with what we have available to us. So this is me showing up as I am, doing the best I can in this moment. And I'm hoping you all will just hear me and accept me and I will be here and I will accept you the way you are. And we can all just show up fully as ourselves, as the best that we are in this moment. So anyways, that was a little bit of an unexpected tangent that I didn't really intend to go on. But yeah, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about creating a sacred space. As some of you may or may not know, I have recently started showing up and offering Reiki sessions. I recently, about a couple months ago last spring, got my Reiki 2 attunement and I'm so excited to say that I am finally a Reiki practitioner and I'm finally at a point in my own healing journey where I am so, so ready to start offering this service to other people. You know, not to say that I won't be still doing astrology and my other readings. I will still be offering that as well. But right now I am so passionate about just getting out there and helping other people and doing energy healing on them and really helping people to shed energetic layers and to just show up as they are and to let go of things that are no longer serving them and helping people who are going through changes and shifts and all of this amazing, incredible stuff. I'm just so happy and so excited that I finally get to do it. And yeah, so right now I'm currently offering distance Reiki. At some point, my goal is to have a practice where I can show up and do sessions on people in person. And I'm just throwing this out there to the universe. If any of you are listening to this and you happen to be in the central main area and you happen to know of a small space that I could rent out, please let me know. I am very, very interested and I'm very open. You can DM me on Instagram at spacewitchastrology or you can email me at spacewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Those are great ways to get in touch with me and let me know because I'm always... I don't know. I think it's good to throw things out to the universe and just see what what comes of it. That's where I'm at currently. I might do a separate episode at some point, kind of talking more about my journey with Reiki and why I love it so much. But today I really wanted to talk about creating a sacred space because I've been working with clients recently. I've been offering distance Reiki. And I just wanted to talk about this because I think when we think about distance Reiki, it just seems very impersonal. And a lot of us kind of doubt, like, will it even work because you're not in person and getting that hands-on experience. But the thing is, for some of you who don't know, 
Reiki is energy healing and energy works outside of time and space and all these constraints that our human mind puts on things. So distance Reiki is actually very, very effective. It actually works a little bit faster than regular Reiki, which is why it takes a little bit less time to actually send it. The way I do my sessions is it's half me sending the Reiki over and then I do half where I talk to people on the phone and we do a little coaching and I talk to people about kind of what's going on and that's when we start to have more of those shifts. With my sessions, you get a little bit of like half and half because I still think it's good to have that personal interaction. And distance Reiki, it's so effective. A lot of times I think that people kind of underestimate that or we think that it's not as good, but it works just the same as regular Reiki. You still get all the benefits. You still get all the healing. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today was because I recently had a session with a client and it was such a beautiful experience. And it really made me realize and appreciate the importance of just creating a sacred space and really setting up your space to have a good session. And this is not only important for Reiki, but just for anything that you're doing. Any time you are setting up your space for anything, whether you're decorating your living room or your kitchen or your office, whatever it is, all of these tips can apply to that, not just Reiki sessions. But there was something about it to me when I was working with this client, when I was just really setting up my space to send the healing that I just realized how important this is. And I also felt found myself messaging my client ahead of time being like, hey, before you get this, please make sure that you know, you're know you in a comfortable environment where you can relax. And here's a couple of my tips for creating like a good, peaceful, healing environment. So that's kind of what inspired today's episode. It was a really cool experience. And it just reminded me of when I first started my spiritual awakening and how early on I was very interested in witchcraft and I was very big into like creating altars and stuff. And I remember like when I used to create these altars, just the type of energy it would create. You know, I remember creating my first altar and it just brought this warmth and this peacefulness to my space. And I really noticed it when Blake and I first moved to Maine when all our money went towards moving and purchasing a house. And so we really had nothing in the house that was really super personal or decorative and like unique to us. Like we didn't really have anything that brought our energy into the space. And so I remember when I set up my altar in the bedroom and just the feeling that that one little thing brought into the space and it just felt so warm and peaceful and it just felt like me and my energy and it didn't feel so foreign and it really made me feel like I was coming home, like I was finally at home and I was just in my space and it felt very sacred and very spiritual and very comfortable to me. I'm also learning when it comes to working on people, whether that's I'm doing a reading or doing Reiki, being in a good environment that doesn't feel foreign to me, being in a space where I'm comfortable and I'm familiar with the energy, especially as someone for me who's very sensitive to objects and the energy that objects carry. I just I find that I just work so much better when I'm in an environment that just feels good to me and that feels familiar and peaceful and just has a piece of my own divine kind of attached to it, if that makes sense. Being in a space where I feel like I can really connect with my divine and my higher source, my highest self, whatever it is you want to call it. Setting up the space to really do that is just so, so important. So today I just want to share with you all my tips for creating a sacred space that feels peaceful, that feels comfortable, and just feels like a place that is truly yours. And if any of you listening have scheduled a distance Reiki session with me or you're thinking about scheduling a distance Reiki session with me, 
you might want to take some notes on this episode because all of this stuff is stuff that I recommend to my clients before getting a session. And it can just be super, super helpful when you're receiving Reiki. I know it helped me a ton when I'm getting ready to give Reiki to people, but I know it can also be helpful to other people when they're receiving it. And truthfully, I mean, you don't have to do this stuff if you're receiving Reiki. You'll still receive the healing regardless of what you do with your space. It's not going to block that. But I think it can help or, you know, help enhance your experience and help you to feel more at ease so that you can be more receptive to the energy that's coming to you. So with all that being said, these are my tips for creating a sacred space. My first tip that I have here is clean everything. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but really getting in there and doing a deep clean on your space, I really think is key to not only just having a solid foundation for setting up your space, but it's also just key for creating a space that feels more peaceful. It feels less overwhelming. I know for me personally, when things in my house are particular, particularly messy or cluttered, it stresses me out a lot. And sometimes I'm not even consciously aware of it until I clean that part of my house. And then all of a sudden I notice that it feels like I can breathe again and I can just like let my hair down. I can unclench my jaw. I can relax. I don't feel so tense every time I walk past that one spot of my house that just has stuff all over it. And also like don't skimp on the details. I feel like sometimes when we clean, we're in a rush and we miss a lot of like little things, but really pay attention to just everything. You know, I there's dust and grime that collects everywhere. I cleaned my bathroom recently and I actually cleaned off the top of my toilet scrubby, which I feel like sounds like a weird thing to clean, but it was just, it was caked in all this like dust and random gross bathroom residue. And I just decided to spray it with some bleach and wipe it down really good. And it really made a difference in my bathroom. And now my bathroom feels super chill and peaceful. And obviously I did a lot of other cleaning to that space because it needed it, but You get my point. (laughs) It just, it creates for a better environment in whatever area you're cleaning, whether it's your bathroom or somewhere else. It just makes for a much more peaceful environment. Pay attention. Like, do you notice that your dishwasher is really dirty or that there is stuff on your, behind your trash can or whatever the thing is? Pay attention to those details because all of it matters when you are creating a space, when you're cleansing it, when you're cleaning it. You know, and obviously I get it. Like it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort to really deep clean a space. So sometimes you might have to save that for once a month or once a week or whenever it is that you can do that stuff. I know for me, I definitely don't always have time and energy to deep clean my space every time that I want to do something. So if you're in a pinch or you're short on time, just take a moment or a few moments to just do the things that you know will really make a big difference. I know for me, when my floors are dirty, whether it's my carpet, my kitchen, whatever, when the floors are dirty, it just everything feels dirty and gross to me. So I have to like vacuum. I have to sweep. I have to mop. I have to do all that stuff. And then like just making that one little tweak will just make my space feel so much better. Obviously, getting rid of trash and putting away any clutter. Those are all really simple and easy ways to quickly and effectively remove anything that you may need to remove from your space. I've noticed all that stuff just makes a huge improvement and I'll just get rid of any clutter or any trash that's lying around. If I'm doing a deep clean, I also try to get rid of stuff to reduce clutter as often as I can. 
I'll bring things to be donated. I'm constantly getting rid of things that either don't resonate with me anymore or things that are broken or things that I just don't really care about anymore. I also like to get rid of things that maybe have like bad memories attached to it or things that just do not spark joy, as uh, Marie Kondo would say. I'm constantly getting rid of clutter and stuff like that because your environment, as they say, it's like an extension of your aura. And as people, we're constantly growing and changing. And I really think that sometimes when we hang on to stuff that just does not resonate with us with us anymore or things that just don't really make us feel the best, it's really just bogging us down energetically and it's keeping us stuck in the past or stuck in situations that just don't light us up the way that they used to. Sometimes if I'm not sure if I should keep something or not, I will pack it away and I will try to revisit that in about six months to a year just to see if it's something I really need or use. I know for me personally, I tend to be very utilitarian, so I really like to have the essentials around me. Like I guess I'm a bit of a minimalist in that way. Everyone's different, but again, as someone who is really sensitive to the energy of objects and someone who just really dislikes clutter, I really try to be as minimal as possible because it just makes me feel good. And I personally enjoy minimalism, not only just because of the fact that it reduces mental clutter for me, but it also, I also just find that it allows me to clear out the junk and to make room to emphasize the things that I personally really, really enjoy and stuff that I value and stuff that just makes me happy. Like when I cut out all the stuff that I don't really care about or stuff that I don't really use, it just, it allows me to put the things that really please me and really make me happy on display. I can see those things better because I don't have all this other junk and stuff kind of cluttering it all up. And again, I know that that type of living and that type of mindset is totally not for everyone. I know that there are a lot of maximalists out there who really enjoy just having a lot of stuff in their space. And if that is you, please, you do you. You do whatever it is that you feel the best in. Keep what resonates for you. You do not have to follow all of my advice in this episode. These are just things that I've personally noticed that I find to be really helpful. So if you're one of those maximalists out there, do the maximalist thing. If that's how you create your space and intuitively you know that that's what feels best for you, do it. Do the things that are going to light you up and make you feel good. I'm always going to recommend that and I will probably say it a bunch of times in this episode. Whatever it is you are, wherever you're at in your journey, I really encourage you to honor that and to just, you know, always listen to your intuition and do what resonates with you. My second tip is to smudge everything. Once I'm done cleaning out my space, I really like to smudge my space with sage or Palo Santo. Sometimes I actually use both depending on how I'm feeling and what my intuition is telling me. You don't have to use either of those things if you don't want to. You can also use incense or herbs or anything else that feels good to you and stuff that resonates with you personally. I personally really like to use sage to clear everything out and then I like to go over it again with Palo Santo to kind of smooth things out because they say sage is like a vacuum and it removes all of the energy and then Palo Santo just kind of adds in like more positive energy. So I think of it as like clearing everything out and then bringing in something new with the positive energy that Palo Santo has. It just, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes I'll do one or both. Maybe I'll use something totally different. Again, it's it's all about the vibe and what my intuition is telling me to do. And I encourage you guys to do the same and to do whatever resonates and works best for you. I also recommend 
cleansing any objects that you use a lot, like your phone, any jewelry that you wear a lot, your computer. And then, of course, it's always good to smudge the basics, like the more obvious stuff, like any tarot or oracle cards that you may have or your crystals or any other tools that you use often because I really believe that every little thing in your space affects the energy of it. So make sure that anything that's important to you, you're cleansing and removing any stagnant energy from it because like I said, it really does make a difference, especially things like your phone and things that you're holding all the time that could have some negative energy attached to it just from things accumulating and building up. Always make sure you stay on top of that. My third tip (laughs) is to set an intention for your space. So think about what do you want to do in this space? How do you want to use the space? What's the purpose of the space? How do you want to feel when you walk into this space? That's also really important. Like, do you want to heal? Do you want to get a good night's sleep? Do you want to feel peaceful? Do you want to feel sexy? Do you just want to feel happy or creative? Like I said, maybe it's your bedroom and you want to feel restful and you want to have a good night's sleep. Decide on the intention that you want for your space and then use that as your focus when you're creating the space and bringing different things into it. I'm going to use the bedroom example again. Maybe you want your bedroom to be for rest and getting a good night's sleep. So that's your intention right there is you want to get a good night's sleep. You want to feel rested when you wake up in the morning. You want to feel peaceful. You want to let go of all that stress from the day. So if that's your intention, then you want to think about what things you want to bring into that space that's going to help you achieve that. So maybe if you want a restful bedroom where it's really peaceful, maybe you want to diffuse some lavender before bed. Maybe you want to paint the walls a really calming color like light blue, light green, maybe a nice lavender, light purple, which is my personal favorite color, or any other color that you personally find to be very calming. Maybe you replace all the light bulbs in that room with those special nighttime light bulbs that help reduce your blue light exposure, which is supposed to help you sleep better. Maybe you start keeping your phone and your TV outside the bedroom, or maybe you cover up any little lights in your room so that you get a better night's sleep, which, by the way, I know that sounds ridiculous, like sometimes like when your TV or something has like a little light And you think because it's so small, it doesn't affect your sleep. I'm telling you guys right now, it affects your sleep so much more than you think. And this is exactly why I try to cover every possible light I can in my bedroom or wear a sleep mask when I go to bed. Because that little bit of light, I swear to God, it makes such a big difference. And the nights that I sleep with those little tiny lights on, I feel so tired and exhausted when I wake up as opposed to when I cover them. And then in the morning, I feel super rested and just way better. So just a little side note tip for anyone who's looking to get a better night's sleep. Highly recommend covering as much light as you can because it makes a huge difference. So yeah, you might want to cover any little lights or maybe keep like earplugs next to your bed. So when you go to sleep, you can, you know, like pop them in, tune out that out and put your little face mask on and not see anything and just get a super good night's sleep. And then, you know, I just feel like once you set your intention, it really helps you to be clear on what it is that you want to do with that space. So I think Figuring out your your intention is just a really great starting point once you've done the basic stuff like cleansing and cleaning the room and just getting all the crap out of it. Then you can start to think about, okay, what do I want to bring into this space now that, now that I've removed everything that I don't want in this space? My next tip is to just create some ambiance. And I feel like this is a very basic thing, but it really does make a big difference when it comes to creating a sacred space. I know for me personally, I love to light candles. I love to diffuse essential oils. I love to play music to create a really 
strong vibe for what I'm doing and I find it that it just helps with whatever my intention is. So for example, when I send Reiki to my clients, my intention is always to help my clients heal whatever it is that needs healing for them and that they just feel really calm and peaceful throughout the session. So I usually cleanse my space. I light any candles that I think might help. Lately, I've really enjoyed using these angel candles during my Reiki sessions because not only do they smell super soothing and calming, but also I like to think that they give like an energetic boost that will just help me to better send healing energy to my clients. And like I said, they just are super calming and soothing and they just smell really good and just create that peaceful healing vibe that I'm looking to achieve when I am getting ready to send Reiki to my clients. I also really like the ritual of lighting a candle whenever I'm sending Reiki or doing a reading for someone because the lighting of a candle signifies to me that the ritual of whatever I'm doing is starting when I light the candle and then when I blow out the candle that tells me that the ritual is over. So I just think that it's a great way to start and finish any sacred practice you're doing but as always you do what feels best and what resonates for you. These are just things that personally resonate for me and just things that I think will hopefully help to inspire some of you and to just get the ball rolling, give you some ideas when it comes to you and creating your own sacred space, whatever that is for you. Additionally, I also like to use crystals that I think will help when I'm sending Reiki to someone and Often when I'm working with clients, I'll write their name down on a piece of paper with all the Reiki symbols. I'll send my intentions and hold the piece of paper between my hands to send them Reiki. And then usually after that, I'll create a little like crystal altar where I'll put the piece of paper on my selenite selenite slab and then I'll put any crystals that I feel will help the person on top of the piece of paper. So For instance, if I feel like they need to release negativity, I'll place a black tourmaline crystal on it. If they need peace and calm, I'll put uh, lapetalite on it, which is a very calming stone that's really good for anxiety and just evening out your emotions and just feeling balanced and peaceful. If they need more love, I'll add a rose quartz on top of that. So it really all just depends on, again, what my intentions are and what I intuitively feel is going to help this person and is going to help me send the energy better. I also find that it can be really helpful to do this when I'm trying to heal a situation in my life or something that I'm going through. It's really helpful when I am trying to manifest something as well. So instead of a person's name, you could write down the situation or the manifestation that you're trying to bring into your life on a piece of paper. And then again, I like to put the Reiki symbols on it. If you're not Reiki attuned or don't know the symbols, that's okay. You can still do this practice. You can still write things down and put your hands on it and just send good energy its way and visualize whatever it is that you want to send out into the universe and whatever you want to put with your intention. You can do it however you want. It doesn't matter if you're a Reiki practitioner or if you're not. Anyone can do all of these tips that I'm talking about. And Another thing I really like to do to create that ambiance to bring in that good energy is I really like to play calming music, usually stuff that's meant to help with healing or clearing negativity, like Tibetan singing bowls, or sometimes I really like to play Reiki music or those Reiki videos you can find on YouTube to try and amplify whatever it is that I'm trying to work on. I also like to play binaural beats occasionally, depending on what I'm doing. Sometimes, you know, I might use them for my chakras or just to, again, cleanse and clear 
any negative energy and to bring in that good, peaceful, calming energy that I'm looking to bring into my space. However, for you, and depending on what your intention is, this could be anything. It doesn't have to be any spiritual music. It doesn't have to be meditative. It doesn't have to be any of the stuff that I'm talking about. For you, it could be something totally different. You could be playing like Britney Spears or Maroon 5 or like whatever music it is that really makes you happy and is going to work with whatever intention you're trying to bring into that space. Anything that brings you joy, anything that just aligns with what you're trying to accomplish will work in this situation. Those are all the ways that I really like to create that ambiance. Also, I just want to quickly throw in, I know I talked a little bit about diffusing like lavender oil. I think scents are also very important. So like bringing in calming scents or using an essential oil blend that's going to work really well with whatever mood you're trying to create. If you want to feel more uplifted, you might want to use orange or tangerine or if you want to feel more sweet and like romantic or work on your heart chakra, maybe you want to use some rose oil or some vanilla or cinnamon if you want to feel like sexy and confident. It all depends on, like I said, I'm going to say this so many times, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Those are my tips for creating the ambiance. My last tip is to add stuff that is personal to you in your space because this is a great way to bring in your own energy and your own personal touches so that when you're in the space, it doesn't feel totally foreign to you and it feels like you're coming home. You're in a space that you belong in because your energy is in that space. And I think the best way to bring your energy into a space is to have personal items in it that either mean something to you or just make you happy and make you feel really good. For example, I really love the Studio Ghibli movies. And recently, I just decided to buy a couple of the plushies from the Ghibli movies. And this was kind of a big deal for me because normally I never buy stuffed animals or plushies because the practical side of me just kind of always thought that it was kind of stupid or a waste of money because it didn't serve a utilitarian purpose. But uh, I recently decided to buy myself a No Face plushie. So for those of you who don't know, No Face is a character from the Ghibli movie, Spirited Away. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. And then recently, a couple weeks ago, I went to an anime convention with some of my friends. And at the convention, I decided to buy a Gigi plushie. So for the again, for those of you who don't know, Gigi is one of the characters from another Ghibli movie called Kiki's Delivery Service. And I actually did a Kiki cosplay when I went to this anime convention. If I'm actually kind of really proud of this cosplay. I got a lot of compliments on it. And I actually didn't have a Gigi plushie to go with my Kiki cosplay. So when I was at the convention and I found this plushie, it was actually so perfect because it just kind of completed the rest of my cosplay and my outfit. So yeah, I bought this plushie that I'm pretty sure was made by the person who was vending at this convention, like they had a bunch of them. They had Calcifer from Howl's Moving Castle. I think they had Totoro and all the other ones that you could imagine. So anyways, I got these plushies and then after the convention and after everything, I just decided to keep these plushies on my bed and I just love them so much. Every time I walk into my bedroom now, every time I walk into that space, I just it just feels so much more me and it feels like the space is just filled with so much of my energy because I added something super personal and unique to me in that space. And every time I walk into my bedroom now, it's just one small thing that makes me super happy. And so for you, it could be something totally different. And I think there's so many ways you can get creative with adding stuff to your space to make it feel personal to you based on your intentions and the way that you want to feel when you walk into that space. So 
you know, just some ideas. Like for you, it could be, it could be like my thing. It could be you add in a little personal thing that's from a movie or a show or some other thing that you really like. Or maybe it's just a random decoration you found somewhere that you just you love the way it looks. It just makes you happier. Maybe it's a thing you bought while you were on vacation that reminds you of this amazing vacation that you had. Or maybe it's a personal gift from a friend or a family member or someone else that you're really close to that just holds a lot of meaning for you. There's so much that you can do. And I just, I think, have the intentions done first and the clearing out first. And then I just think there's so much possibility to really get creative with it and just to create a space that feels super unique and personal to you and just has your energy and just feels really good. And that is all I have for you guys today. I hope this is helpful. I hope this episode helped to give you some ideas of things that you can do to create your own personal sacred space that is going to just make you feel cozy and at home and to manifest and do whatever it is that you want to do. Like I said, that's all I have for you today. If you're interested in booking a distance Reiki session with me or a reading with me, please check out my website, www.spacewitchastrology.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a rating and a review on Spotify and or iTunes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me today. Don't forget, you are so much more than your sun sign, and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.